Welcome to this Perceptive Readers Podcast. Hi, I'm James Lynch. Welcome to the Perceptive Readers, everyone. This is James Lynch, and we are concluding now with part four of What Would You Do? Remember, over the past few days, we started off saying that it basically means if someone offends you, what would you do in that type of situation? How would you handle it? And if you would remember, I also said that depending on how a person handles when someone offends them actually shows how much love they have for that person. It can actually mean the opposite as well. And I mentioned also in the story, see, I gave you two stories uh, in part two and part three, and I very much encourage you to listen to those stories because it gives you two different sides of both persons had offended someone in their life or offended people in their life. And you actually see the difference between one that maybe was doing it on purpose every time they just didn't feel good. And then another scenario of the life challenges that persons had to overcome that caused them or contributed certainly to them making the offenses that they made. Okay. And so you, if you listen to both of those stories, you'll be able to decide among yourselves. Now, in part four, this is where I'm picking up on what is the process. And again, why would you want to use this process according to love? In Matthew chapter five, Jesus stated in verses 23 and 24 that if someone did have something against you, you would go to them and try to resolve the matter, you see, even before giving some type of gift to God. And then in verse 25, whatever the offense was, you see, Jesus still said, settle matters quickly. So what does that help us to see that, hey, if you really got a problem with somebody, you need to nip it in the bud quickly because if you, you know, if you don't, then apparently you're just saying, well, forget it. I, I don't forgave him. And see, and that's one of the encouragements happened to be all, you know, throughout the book of Matthew to just not judge, to just, you know, overlook the offense, even up to a slap. You see, but all the same, if it is something that is eating you up inside, he, he is basically saying settle matters quickly. Now, he also emphasized in Matthew chapter 18. See, this is where it gets even, uh, you know, more serious. Uh, the offense just won't seem to go away in somebody's mind or head or what have you. And in Matthew chapter 18, he still goes on to describe God's sheep and even lost ones. As you can see, very precious. And he even mentioned how a shepherd would leave the other 99 to go get that one sheep, you see. So he 
brings this out before he starts talking about judgment, you see, of an unrepentant person. Judgment of an unrepentant person. But if you read Matthew chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, uh, you will certainly see Jesus emphasizing that these sheep, you know, are precious to him. And he also talks about in Matthew chapter 18, don't despise them. Uh, he also oh, um, talked about in Matthew chapter 18, I'm just scrolling back through now to bring out some things to you. He also said not to stumble them, you see. So it's a very serious thing. Now, with this in mind, see, you can be of the frame of mind that, whoa, it really is serious to Jesus that, we do not, you know, hurt people on purpose. We don't offend uh, people on purpose. We don't stumble them from him on purpose because Jesus said it was very serious. And basically, uh, if you see what it says about the millstone in there, he is letting the persons know right there. You doing stuff like this on purpose, it's going to return right back on to you. You see, uh, call it comma, if you will. So it's very serious to uh, apply Jesus' words. And that's another reason why you want to settle things quickly. At the very least, can't you see that there may be a certain way that people do things today where it's a long drawn out process uh, and it's really sometimes just for them to get their own heads together. I'm just telling you from um, what I observe sometimes and uh, and it may not really be for the benefit of that sheep or the one who is actually stumbled at that time or what have you, you see. And so the thing about it is in Matthew chapter 18 verse 15, that's where it goes on to talk in the next several verses how if someone offends you, you talk to them. If it's not resolved, you can take somebody else with you, someone who is going to have an objective way of looking at things, you see, not going to take one side or the other, which can be very difficult, or at least another one who has already, you know, probably was there when this situation was going on. So, you know, it's like an eyewitness. Then, if that still doesn't work, that's when it talks about doing things. There's a process where, in the Christian congregation, that is, a person may be, you know, marked. Uh, that is something that happens uh, uh, normally, at least in times past, where the person knew, the, the, you see, it, it wasn't a private thing of mocking somebody. It was like uh, the whole congregation knew and the person also knew, you see. So it would never be in a way of, okay, uh, we're all buddy buddies and, but we're going to, and everybody, but we're going to keep this from this person, you see, uh, you know, that's not the way it was done. And, and there's a, just a brief, um, explanation of doing the marking, I believe in, um, Thessalonians or Corinthians. It's in, it's in one of them. I haven't looked it up. I think it's in Thessalonians, but here's, here's, you know, the point again, I'm just sharing with you 
the process that goes to show Jesus was very serious, at least for the new world of living. We're not going to be holding any grudges. See, and that's what he talked about basically in Matthew chapter five, that, you know, you are not to be holding some angry grudge against your brother or sister. And so this goes back again to when I told you, depending on how a person actually um, handles their offense against you or what have you, uh, if they keep you in the dark about it, if they're actually doing something to cause you further harm to get back to you, then if you read what Jesus said about in Matthew chapter five, he said, no, that's being angry against your brother and sister. You know, some people will say as they're trying to resolve certain things at times, you know, they may say, oh, it's just showing patience. Well, this is just a side thought of the way that, you know, I put the verses in my head. Okay. So somebody might do it a little bit differently. Um, in Galatians, you see chapter five, where it talks about the fruitage of God's spirit, what his Holy Spirit will give you. Okay. You have a person who is sincerely trying to pursue the fruitage of the spirit. Yes. When they do something like that in love, it really is equated to what? Patience and goodness. Now, on the flip side of that, uh, the person who is thinking more in an angry, uh, uh, fleshly way, when they wait on a matter, I have a tendency to equate that more with plotting and scheming. In other words, whenever someone, if someone is trying to do something or waiting for something to do evil, it's not the same thing as patience. You see, it's, it's not. So I don't put the fruitage of the spirit when somebody is actually uh, plotting or scheming against you. It's it's not the same thing. Now, so you know the process. And even though some persons may say, uh, they no longer attend a building uh, or church or anything of that nature. This is not what this discussion is about. It's still allowing you to see all the same. Jesus' words here, the principle about talking to a person and selling the matters quickly, still universally apply, and it will save your relationships. At the very least, you still know where you stand with that person. And so sometimes you just find out really <laughs> uh, that the person really wasn't for you in the first place. You know, sometimes uh, people go through things and they may feel that, boy, you know, um, I don't have a friend in the world. You know, they may feel that way. Or, boy, everybody is against me and... All these years, you know, uh, I thought they were for me here or for me there. And then they go to their prayers and God. And then God basically let them know. That's why I did things the way I did to let you know they weren't for you. You see, so let's get on the ransom sacrifice. This is what I want to end with. Because it's very important. I really want to emphasize 
uh, this to you. There are a lot of examples in the Bible where humans, the way that they think and feel and, and with their judgments, you see, uh, they would condemn a person that God hasn't, you see. And one of the ways uh, that they do it is they will mention uh, this person didn't do this according to this process or that process. You know, the, the Pharisees were real big on that. And so they basically said, well, since this person didn't do it this way or do it that way, then they are condemned. And they'll even point to a scripture in Matthew chapter 18, uh, verse 18. And this is enough to really shake a person to their core if someone, especially in a position of authority and great power, ends up saying, truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And so, remember I told you, if someone in a church or something of, the, of that nature had some type of authority and they just said, well, you just no good, you see, or something of that nature, and they said it. For some, that has been a stumbling block in their life. Huh. And that's why some to this day never did return back uh, to try to search for God because they took whoever was in that position word for it. And since then, they said, well, I just might as well try to, you know, um, do all I can in life. And and on top of that, there are also abuses of authority that persons have seen at times, too. But we're not focusing on that either. I'm just bringing this out. What we're focusing on is just how powerful still that ransom sacrifice is, you see. I gave you the example about how even the Pharisees would just say this person didn't do this right or this person is an Amharat, you know, a contemptible person here or over there or what have you. Uh, I share that with you because according to man's eyes and the way that the people were treated afterwards, yes, they were treated that way because of the judgment against them. All the same, it's very interesting that when a person doesn't know, you know, anything about Christ or Jesus at all, there are many things that a person may do in their life that's even on the verge of, if you read in the Hebrew scriptures about King Manasseh, of what he's done, okay? I'm not saying that, you know, you went that far, but it just lets you know humans, humans can do some pretty atrocious things to one another, you see. And, and with that being said, though, those same persons at some point in their life sometimes will run into an angel, a messenger of God, if you will. And their environment is just right and conducive for them, for the spirit to hit them in just the right way or over a short period of time that, you know, I, 
I need to make some changes in my life. And they are motivated to do so. And with that being said, they even get to the point where, no, I want to dedicate my life to God now. And see, and when this process actually happens, you see, there persons want to make sure that, okay, this is really the life course that you, you know, you want to live and that you understand the scriptures of what Jesus is really talking about in his kingdom, you see. And see, along with that, uh, or with the scriptures and things of that nature, we want to make sure, or shall I say, God wants to make sure that you know you pray for forgiveness even before you dedicate you dedicating your life to him. You praying for forgiveness. See, it it doesn't have to be a long sit down to find out every crime or mean spirited thing that you may have done in ignorance, or you know, or even. During a time period where you may feel, oh, I was doing it on purpose. But see, it, it's not all that. It, it's it, it's not all that. You can think about the example of how um, Jesus dealt with the woman that they just wanted to stone. So people don't go all into the shepherds, don't go all into your background or what have you, unless, once again, you really want to talk about these things. And a lot of people do. A lot of people do. And then what would be encouraged of you is, well, how do you think God feels about the matter? What do you think your God is having, you know, your heart or prodding your heart to do um, in response to some of these matters? For the most part, I'm just sharing with you, a lot of persons who have stopped drugs or whatever it may be, as I mentioned, some persons don't even go into that they happen to be, you know, at one time strung out on drugs, uh, to use that expression, among other things that are not really helpful (laughs) at all for a civilized society to be sustained and function in a spiritual way, you see, in a way of love. And yet, you see, that ransom sacrifice covers all of that that was in ignorance because you certainly show by your actions and your statements you're repentant. Now, I said all of that because, as I told you before, that what happens at times is once a person becomes a dedicated and baptized uh, Christian, you see, then let's say they happen to fall back into the same, um, you know, situations or what have you. Yes. Even though you or anybody has done that with the knowledge that they now have and dedicated their life and which is, you know, a serious thing because you have the knowledge now. 
Does that mean that the ransom sacrifice now no longer applies because, see, you dedicated your life, you were forgiven, so you can't be forgiven again, you see? And the processes, the process that are in place that I described to you earlier that I shared with you, they're actually there to help. That's why you hear me talk about sanctuaries. See, sanctuaries have helped people medically, mm -hmm, you know, hospitals and things of that nature. And I told you they are of such a frame of mind, the people who normally pursue these types of jobs and occupations is totally into whatever it is I can do or we can do to help. That's our role. <laughs> you see, that's our role. So, in other words, you might go to somewhere else that where a person doesn't have a sanctuary type mindset and they'll just tell you, you know, you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and this and that. See, but when you go to the sanctuary, no, the whole mindset and the whole outlook is just not that way. And it's not meant to be that way. And so that's why I want to really share this with you because, you know, and I'm saying this respectfully because a lot of people think like this and it goes to show why you got to have all sorts of people um, and that certain occupations, certain people shouldn't be moved or pushed in another area when that's not what their mind is wired for. That's not what they have trained for this uh, or what they've been instructed to do. And so uh, what it happens to be is, you know, some people say, I don't want to buy anything from a person like a book or anything of that nature unless I know they basically been through hell in life. Isn't that something? And see, and a lot of people feel like that. And, you know, my response to that is. Oh, when you go and buy something from a store, do you know anything about the owner there that you, you know, are purchasing stuff from? No, you, you just buy it because you want to enjoy the product or whatever it may be. Same thing may be for a show, you see. For any type of book that you read, every book that you uh, uh, read, when... <laughs> Where maybe you do say, further on, no, what, what that person have been through, whatever. All I can just tell you is, uh, there are many persons who are of the sanctuary mindset that they don't. They don't have to know that a person done been through hell in order to help them, in order to buy and sell from them, no matter what it may be. You see, and the thing about it is, it's a good, it's a good thing that it's not because when a person goes to the sanctuary needing help, whether it's the hospital, um, whether it's the, uh, the sanctuary of God's house or not, they don't need anybody all of a sudden placing these judgments that it takes to be in the rat race of the world, they're actually going to these places that, hey, I'm not feeling well physically here. Okay, let, let me help you with this because it, it fits according to your body. I'm not going to 
push something just because all of a sudden, you know, these 10 people over here uh, 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 did this or took that. When I know that your body is made up in such a way, you will have an adverse reaction to it. You see, uh, same thing mentally and spiritually with certain persons. It's like the judgments at that, at that time, you know, you're in the storm. The storm has come to you. You see, it's like, we're not going to focus on the semantics or, or whatever on that. Well, you know, we got it. Look, let's just get you the help that you need and settle it, settle it quickly. You see, get you out the storm as quickly as we can or help you get shelter as quickly as we can. You see, that's the sanctuary and personalities for emergencies mindset. You see. Um, and so dealing with the ransom sacrifice of Jesus again, it is very powerful that it covers what you have done in the past. Even after you have dedicated your life, maybe sometimes you don't do things just right. And see, and, uh, very experienced persons in the sanctuary even realize, you know, uh, that there are certain even authorities that Jesus has given that they better exercise them just right. Because if they don't, and here it is, you know, like where I gave you the two stories from number two, the one that was dealing with the devil, and then the other person that just had a weakness that they had to deal with. Well, if you have a person in authority in the sanctuary with all this, like I said, um, judgment power, like on a God level, you see life and death, so to speak. If God in, ends up seeing, oh, when it comes to the devil himself, you roll out the red carpet for these type of persons. But then <laughs> for the one over here who is since authentically sincere, you just throw the book at. Do you really think God is paying attention to maybe that adverse judgment that was thrown on that person? I'll give you another example that even when Saul, you know, had turned bad against God, and I mean, and it was a, <laughs> it was battles going full fledged upheaval of the transfer of power, you see, from Saul uh, to David and everything that was, was going to happen. It just had to happen that way. And then, you know, but the whole point is uh, you have to read that account. And, and I don't want to go too much into detail about it, but the whole point that was interesting is there was a family member of Saul and I can't remember his name right offhand. I'll probably look it up after this podcast that went on to show a family member saw where God even still said, you go find, you go and find this person 
that, you know, was dead now because there was still something good in that person. And God wanted that person to have a proper burial. Mm -hmm. You see? So this continues to show you how humans or uh, different people who don't understand your situation and may be too busy or maybe just don't care at all, which, you, you know, it, 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 it's life. Yes. And go to show God sees it. God sees it. And in the end, he is the final judge. Just do the best you can. Do the best you can, pray, and uh, may all your sincere efforts and yearnings of your heart be realized and blessed by God. Because, you know, the reality is, it's Jesus' ransom sacrifice who paid the price that's saving all mankind who wants it who maybe do things or walk a little straighter line better than others and from the ones who seem to just stumble from time to time or you know God knows God knows you take care of yourself have a wonderful wonderful day You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.